Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now here's your host, Tom Singer. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Making Waves at Sea Level. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table. You know, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, I used to call this podcast Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And we're always still on the lookout for people who are doing really cool things in business and in life. And today we're going to talk about wellness. Now, a lot of you would be thinking, why do we care about wellness, Tom? We're all about making a profit. Well, my next guest actually can prove to you that when your people are more embraced around a wellness lifestyle, you're probably going to make more money and have less problems at work. So today, I would like to welcome to the show, Elaine Pasqua. Hey, Elaine, how are you? Hi, Tom. I'm great. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be with you. So glad to have you. And this topic is so important that uh, I want to really dive in deep. But first, I have to thank the first sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Stanton Chase International, one of the leading global executive search firms serving as trusted advisors to help companies build their senior leadership team. Now, if your company is looking to add someone to that senior leadership team, you're probably going to talk to a couple of executive search firms. But the reality is you need to be talking to Stanton Chase International because Stanton Chase will help you find that right person to make sure that everything runs smooth and you have a great diverse slate of candidates. Now, I'm a little bit biased because I work with Stanton Chase International. So call me and I will put you in touch with the best person for your industry to make sure that you get someone who's going to help your company thrive. All right. So, Elaine, for those of you who, who don't know you, I need to tell them a little bit about you. But here's the thing. Elaine is she's eclectic, but she's kind of cool. She is a speaker who makes people make positive lifestyle choices. Now, who wants to make positive lifestyle choices? Let's face it, some of the bad ones are more fun, but she actually does this and helps create respectful relationships and communication inside companies, at colleges, on sports teams. And what she does, she works with all kinds of groups. She has spoken to all kinds of corporations, but she also works with professional sports teams, the military, college athletes, and college students. And actually, on college campuses, she's actually known as the sex lady because she talks to them about how to make smart choices when it comes to that topic as well. So Elaine, let's talk about wellness. Why, why is this even important? When you feel well, you're more productive. I mean, think about what it's like when you have the flu, you just want to curl up on the couch and just wrap a blanket around you. Or even when you go to work and you're not feeling well, you just aren't as effective and productive as you could be. So when people feel good, they have more clarity, mental clarity, they have a lot more energy. Um, They can focus on their work and, and dial down, dial into what they need to. Um, I think you have more drive, more motivation, and you feel more positive. So when you're positive, you bring that positive energy to the team around you and everybody collaborates better. So what happened during the last two years with the pandemic? What did we learn about wellness that maybe we weren't paying attention to in 2019? (laughs) 
Well, a couple things happened. One, it showed how unhealthy the American population is in general, because if you look at our death rate compared to other countries, um, per capita, we had a much higher death rate than other countries. So it did show how truly unhealthy Americans are. And we have been uh, been getting more unhealthy over the years. Obesity has climbed dramatically. Diabetes is going up. Heart disease. All of these things are interrelated. So that's one of the things that we we saw. Plus, with isolation, mental wellness is also connected to our physical well-being. You know, a lot of people were just depressed. They were isolated. They weren't feeling well. So they started to cycle down. People were eating more. They were exercising less. So a lot of people talk about how their overall general health declined during the pandemic as well. So, so we need to get that back. So it's interesting because six years ago, I had lost 30 pounds and I had kept it off. My set weight was right where I wanted it to be. Everything was great. And over the past two years, I put on 15 pounds. Now I was still exercising, but I think maybe I was not making some choices. I was probably drinking a little bit more. I was probably exercising a little bit less. And I know for a fact, being locked in at home caused me to graze. And so, you know, I put on some weight and I'm actually giving a speech later today. And I went to put on one of my suits and I was like, "Uh oh, not wearing that suit today. (laughs) And and so I think this is pretty common, right? Oh, it is. And, and, you know, people don't understand that the body, when you drink alcohol, the body recognizes the sugar in alcohol as fat. It actually converts it to fat. So alcohol puts on a lot of pounds that grazing during the day has a tremendous, it makes a tremendous difference because you're just piling on the calories. Um, A lot of times people self-medicate with food. So they might be going for sugary snacks that they might not have gone to. Or when you're in the office and you're in a more disciplined environment, you're just eating your three square meals a day. So do you think because of the pandemic now, we've been set backwards? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And now we need to step forward. But with the pandemic, we keep taking two steps forward and three steps back. You know, Omicron, we thought we were doing well in the the end of November. And then, wham, we're getting hit with another variant. Now we've got the BA2 variant coming at us. And we have no idea how that's going to play out in the next few months. And I think what that does is it just weighs on people that uncertainty. That's the frustrating thing. And that uncertainty weighs on people. So it's like, can I even make any plans? What can I do? Oh, I'm going to go eat another Twinkie. The hell with it. (laughs) Well, so if people have been drinking more, maybe they've been using other substances. They've certainly been eating more. They've been more at rest. And so a large number of people have gotten larger and less healthy. If you're a company, I mean, you can't say, hey, Tom, you've gotten really fat. How how does a company start dealing with with the whole idea of wellness just around? I mean, there's more to it than what we've talked about, but just around what we've already talked about, how does a company start leading the way for their employees to get more healthy? I think what a company should do is start to, just like so many companies have incorporated diversity, equity, and inclusion into their culture, this is another thing that should be included into the culture and you bring it in by just starting, maybe get a committee, a wellness committee and start to talk about the benefits 
of wellness and what this can do for our company. And then offer programs, send out messages, maybe a weekly uh, wellness blog or newsletter, things like that. But I think that, you know, you can do family programs too, because those of us who have parents, we know what it's like. You know, my kids are, are grown and out of the house now, but those teen years and college years, can be quite challenging and distracting. And when a person is distracted of the things that are going on at home, they're not going to focus as well with things at work. So I provide that type of programming too for companies. So when you go into a company, let's say somebody listens to this and they're like, oh yeah, we've got this problem. And you have sort of a first exploratory call with a company. How do you even like bridge the subject about wellness and where you need to go? Well, what I can do is ask them how they feel their employees are doing. Are you concerned? Are you seeing differences in their energy level, um, in their mental well-being? Are more people seeming like they're depressed? Are they not working and collaborating as well together? And, and just asking a lot of questions and getting a feel for what is going on within their organization. And then just saying, you know, is this something that you prioritize? Do you prioritize it for yourself personally? Because I think those, I have always prioritized my health. And, and so I'm, 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 you know, always willing and excited to talk about it. If a person who is in the leadership role prioritizes health, then it's easier to get them to start to bring everybody else on board. So you've got to give them the benefits and allow them to understand what they will gain from this, what kind of return from investment they will get. Yeah, but if the CEO is like totally buff and totally into like, you know, his health and everything else, you know, do people really want to hear from him saying, by the way, you should be like me and have abs. How, how do you even have this conversation with well, people? Well, you, you have to be very careful. You don't want to make it sound like, hey, you should be like me. Like for myself, you know, I, I'm very tiny. I'm a, I come from a very line of small bone women and I've maintained my weight over the years. I want to come at people and say, give yourself grace, be human. I want you to feel the best that you can feel, but don't compare yourself to other people because that's not fair. Because I've seen people um, who don't eat a lot and they struggle with their weight and that's hereditary. And so you have to discern the difference between the two, but you can't go out there and go, hey, you can have the biceps that I have. Um <laughs> Because not everybody can get on the ground and do a push-up like I can. Right. You know, so so you want to say, well, you can go to the countertop and you can do and you can give them different strategies. So you've, you've got to play to everybody in the audience. So I want to come back to this whole way of why this is so important for businesses. But first, I do want, because you just brought it up, I do want to talk about you. So you, I know you, you have a lot of energy. You, I, you know, you, you are just a bundle of energy and I won't say your age, but you're older than I am. And I would have guessed we were about the same age and there's enough, uh-huh. of, there's enough of a difference. Yes. Call it a decade that when you told me how old you were, I went, oh my goodness. So what is it that you do to maintain this level of uh, youthful vibrance, energy, and the ability, you know, to get out there and make things happen, because that's what we would want for all of our employees, I think. Well, it's, it's you know, your, 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 your personal well-being is a choice, and you make choices, and health and wellness has always been a priority for me. So, number one, exercising. I don't go to the gym 
I'm not into going to the gym to wearing that cute little outfit and looking at the girl next to me and going, oh, I like her outfit better. And I have just always incorporated exercise into my day. So when I go up and down the stairs, I run or I take two or three steps at a time. When I blow dry my hair, I do squats or I do plies. I do leg lifts when I brush my teeth. Sometimes I'll just stand up at my desk and I'll jog in place. I have weights in my office. So when I get on the phone, if I'm going to be on for a while, I'll take a six pound weight. You don't want to go heavy because then you're breathing heavy in the phone and they're going, oh, that person's a pervert. And so, but you know, that, I'll, that would be, my, that would be a different reason you'd be known as the sex lady on college campuses. So that's yeah, a, really. you, don't, like, you don't want to be breathing well, heavy on the phone calls. Right, right. Man, this woman's really out there. So, you know, you lift your weights, you work on the certain muscles. I'll get down on the ground. I'll do my push-ups. So I do it throughout the day. I definitely walk at least a mile a day. I'm an avid gardener, so I'll be out there. I say people go to the gym. I go to the garden. And I could work out there for four hours at a time and not even realize how much time has passed. But I'm so happy doing it. So, again, that's incorporating Then the next one is diet, and diet is really important. Now, I want everybody to think about this. Look at the plates that you have in your home and look at the plates that we have in restaurants. They have gotten larger over the years. If your plate is larger, you're going to fill it up. Get a smaller plate. Eat three square meals a day, and it's not always good to eat the heaviest meal at dinner time. And you don't go to bed on a full stomach. You should be eating at least three to four hours before you lay down. Don't take seconds because that puts on a lot of the calories. But my wife is such a good cook. I know, I know, but you just have, you have to discipline yourself. And it's my husband, Jeff does all the cooking and he's amazing. And there's times where it's like, you just have to discipline. It's discipline. And then you have to eat lots of raw fruits and vegetables. I snack on nuts. I have my almonds, my walnuts, my sunflower seeds, um, and I don't eat sugar, or I should say I rarely eat sugar. I maybe will eat sugar once or twice a month. Sugar causes inflammation in the body. It breaks down the collagen in the skin, and it breaks down the immune system. So you get sick more frequently. I haven't had a cold in a few years, and I'm I'm very, very healthy. And before COVID hit, I was flying 65 flights a year. So I was around tons of people, but I was not getting sick. I drink tons of water during the day. I don't drink alcohol, but the reason that I don't drink alcohol, I am not judgmental of people that do, but alcohol, um, it, it creates, I get really bad heartburn from it. And I made the choice to stop drinking because there's a history of esophageal cancer in my family. So I think it's good that people know what the family history is and make adjustments accordingly. Because I know if I let that heartburn go over the years, I could end up getting lesions in the esophagus leading to the cancer. So I'm the life of the party, but I'm drinking water. And so there's all these adjustments that you do make. And... um And we got to look at substance abuse. You know, are people smoking a lot of pot? What is that doing to their lungs? Um, Are they self-medicating with alcohol? Is that going to take your problems away? Or is it going to take your productivity away? Because when you drink alcohol, you don't sleep as well. You don't go into the uh, 
it interferes with the pattern and the duration of your sleep. So you're not as rested. And sleep is so important, really good, solid sleep, because when we sleep, we actually clean the toxins out of our brain. And so we're sharper, we're clearer the next day. So all these things coming in. All right. So, so let's take it from you to me, and then we'll get back to the business piece. So, you know, if people look at me, they'd say, oh, he's pretty healthy. I, I run, you know, three times a week, you know, somewhere between three and five miles. So I'm doing 10 to 15 miles every week. Uh, you know, I'm six foot three, so I can carry the extra weight a little bit better than some people. So like I said, I used to weigh 30 pounds more and that came about because of just making poor choices. When it came to eating, I was kind of a couch potato. I've never been an athlete. And I started running when I turned 50 years old and running and diet choices, boom, I got down to the best shape I'd ever been in in my life. Now, I've continued the lifestyle of making healthy choices, but then I've let other things creep in, eating a little bit more, drinking a little bit more, exercising a little bit less, not sleeping as well. The stress, I think, also adds to weight gain, and I was stressed because of the pandemic, and and my business got shaken upside down and, and tossed around a little bit. So, what would your advice be for someone like me? I'm not, when you look out, you're not going to go, oh, that guy's got problems. He's making bad choices. But I'm not where I should be anymore after the last two years. So what's your advice for someone like me, which is probably a lot of people? I think what you need to do is look at every silo. Look at all the different areas that you just mentioned and say, how has this changed over the last two years and how can I adjust it to get back to, um, so I am overall healthier. So look at your exercise, look at the, the way that you're grazing, um, you know, the stress, the, the, what can you do to alleviate that stress? Are there certain things that you can do going, going out in nature? Has, has an amazing effect on our emotional well-being. In fact, they find that people that exercise outside gain more benefit from exercise than they do from people that exercise indoors. So it's just a matter of evaluating. You can even make a list and just going, okay, what am I doing in these certain areas? How can I change it? And don't feel like you need to change it all at once. Again, forgive yourself. Allow yourself to be human. No, it took, me, it took me two years to put the 15 pounds on. I want to take it off by tomorrow. I know. Well, you know, that that's that's eating a salad for dinner <laughs> and, and eating your heavier meals in the day and exercising and running in place. I mean, there's all these other things. I do want to mention one other thing that I forgot in talking about lifestyle too: staying out of the sun. Tom, I've lost a number of friends to melanoma. My cousin died of melanoma. There's a large strain of melanoma in my family, too. But um, one of my favorite speakers, Will Kime, and these are people that all died in their 50s. And um, people really need to watch the sun, wear hats. I always have a hat on when I'm outside. Put on lots of sunscreen and don't bake. That's another important thing, too. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in Southern California. So, I mean, you know, your mom would send you outside you know, basically naked to get that first burn, you know, so, yeah. so I'm, I'm very conscious. Fortunately, we don't have a lot of that in my family, although, uh, being very fair skin and a natural, uh, oh. you know, natural molds and stuff like that. I, I do go to a dermatologist, uh, Good. every couple of years and have a full body checkup, uh, yep. just cause I too have known, I have known people and, and fortunately, uh, uh, everything seems fine in, in that area, but, uh, I, I don't take my shirt off anymore cause nobody wants to see that. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, baby, well, maybe after you shed the 15 pounds and you start lifting your six pound weights, you'll be ready. There you go. Joe Atlas. 
All right, we're gonna get back to some tips for businesses around how to get their people a little bit more focused on wellness. But first, I have to thank the other sponsor of this episode. So this episode, like all of them, is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance so that you will sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and that pesky technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing people who are making waves in business like Elaine Pasqua. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know that some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. All right, so let's get back to tips for businesses who want to make wellness, both physical and mental, a priority as they go through this year. What what should they be doing? First of all, I think they need to start talking about it. Again, show that they care, that they think it's important. And um, I think it's good to get either a wellness officer, you know, somebody to assign to do that or start talking to speakers and bringing people in that can perhaps present programs to this um, um, on these different various topics related to wellness. Maybe they could even just have one person who is a consultant who has a broad uh, knowledge in a number of different areas that come under that wellness umbrella. So it's starting to talk about it, maybe setting up committees, maybe putting out a blog every week or some newsletter every week that can say, okay, wellness tip of the week or wellness tip of the month or something like that. Host certain programs throughout the year. But I think what's important is is allowing them, uh, having the, the people who are, um, you know, the leaders in an organization impart upon their employees that they care about them and that they care about their wellness. Because look, we're seeing this, everybody, so many people are leaving their jobs. So many people are having a hard time coming back to their jobs. So we're competing to get workers to come and to stay. And so if you show that you personally care about them, a person is more inclined to want to stay and to be productive for you. And if they're happy and they're healthy, they're going to be more productive for you. So it's, again, introducing these different programs. And, you know, it it could be a live program, a lunch and learn program that they could host. Um, They can bring people in via Zoom. Um, You know, there's different ways that they can introduce this to people. So They They could even have maybe an exercise center. In, in equipment, you know, if they have an area there that have a gym. Um, I, I have a friend, he was the head physician for Barclays in New York City. So they actually had a house physician on staff. So I think all of this is great, but we've all seen it in corporations where, you know, they pay a little bit of lift service. They bring in a great speaker like you to come in and, and do programs And then, you know, the next day it's someone's birthday and they get a cake from the local supermarket, you know, that is like, you know, chocolate Bavarian cream. And, you know, they order, you know, a cake for 40 people and 20 people are coming to the break room to sing happy birthday. So, you know, what what do we do when it's not lining up? It's great that we put on programs on wellness or or whatever, but what do we do when the culture is not really there? And, And how do we as employees make sure that we're helping drive some of that culture if it's not coming from the top? Well, maybe for the employees that are, instead of bringing in the cake, you bring in that, that, those fruit, you know, gift 
uh, bowls that they have that look really that, beautiful. That, that costs about 10 times what a cake from Whole Foods. That's costs. true. That's true. Somebody baking the cake. You know, the other thing you can do, and as I said, you have to forgive yourself. And so if you bring the cake, maybe you can even say, we're just going to hand out smaller slices. Or, you know, hopefully not everybody's having a birthday every single day. <laughs> because I said, look, I've given up sugar, but if I'm going to go to a party and the dessert looks really good, I will eat it that day and I will forgive myself. So we have to be forgiving too. So maybe I'll just be about the cake, but it's about other lifestyle choices that the people are making. It's not just about one thing. So, you know, I, yeah. So, or you have chocolate covered strawberries, but that's more expensive too. <laughs> so, a candle, each one. So you talk more than just about wellness. You, you talk about making good choices in relationships and, and things like that. So any other tips around just making the right choices that businesses need to be tuned into? Well, I think it's good that businesses um, create a culture of respect and, help their uh, employees learn how important it is to accept diversity and inclusion, to be able to communicate openly and honestly with one another, and to understand that we all come from different backgrounds, different perspectives, so we see things differently. But when you have a more diverse workforce, they find that companies that have a more diverse workforce are more profitable than those who have a higher intellectual pool. And so it's it's important to have that culture of that positive culture where we want to embrace everybody for their differences because when we bring all those different ideas forward we're going to have more innovative company nice any last word of advice for executives who who lead teams um your role model people model what they see and so if they are going to see somebody who's you know not caring about themselves that are neglecting their health and and then they're not going to be as inclined to do that and we've seen this a lot i i spoke at a i was at a conference a tri-state conference at fordham university on alcohol abuse and they were talking about um that you go down on wall street on a thursday night and you see all these young traders in their three-piece suits blacked out on the sidewalks <laughs> and so you know it's it's that's it's not healthy and and these people are going to um compromise their overall health in the long run so i think as leaders they need to walk the walk so other people will follow along with that awesome so elaine pasqua if someone wants to find you how do they get in touch with you well you can go to my website www.elainepasqua.com p-a-s-q-u-a is this last name spelling i am also on facebook LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. So awesome. I welcome hearing from you. would love to work with you. Awesome. Well, I think your topic is super important for businesses. And as the world continues to morph and change, I think we need to have a focus on wellness inside the companies that we work with because we spend so much time either at work physically or at work virtually that uh, we need to be leading from that area. So thank you so much for being here and sharing this topic with us. And thank you to everyone who tuned in and listened. I say it every single episode. If it wasn't for the audience, why would we do the podcast? We are now well over 700 episodes into this show over seven years, and uh, we're not stopping anytime soon. So make sure you come back in a couple of days where we'll interview somebody else just as cool as Elaine. And you're thinking, how will you ever find anybody this cool? 
Well, we do it twice a week right here on Making Waves at Sea Level. So do me a favor. Go tell all your friends because the way people find podcasts this day, these days, almost always word of mouth. Uh, if you're not a celebrity, it's very hard to get found through some sort of a Google search uh, on business podcast. I mean, I think there's of the 2.3 million podcasts, like half of them have something to do with business probably. So make sure that you're telling your friends and then come back. We'll see you in a couple days where we'll talk about more ideas on how to make some waves in your business life. Go out there and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.